It's time for the My Ag Life Daily News Report. Welcome. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In the show today, Taylor Charleston has a report talking about new research looking into spatial roguing for reducing the incidence of leaf roll disease in grapes. I have regional and national agricultural news, and the show begins with regional ag news right after this word from our sponsor. Do you know the nutrient use efficiency people? Yes, I'm talking about the folks at Verdesian Life Sciences that deliver crop insights and solutions so California crops grow to their full potential. From micros with a proprietary delivery system to solutions that help improve the uptake and assimilation of applied nutrients. Visit VLSCI.com to learn more about Verdesian solutions or to connect with a local representative right here in California. Researchers at the University of California, Merced, led by water resource management professor Dr. Jesu Mendelin Azura, have estimated direct agricultural losses due to drought totaling $3 billion over the last two years, $1.7 billion this year, and $1.3 billion in 2021. As many as 752,000 acres of farmland could be fallowed this year because of water shortages, which could amount to a total of 2.6 million acre feet. Dr. Medellin presented his findings to the California State Board of Food and Agriculture while noting that a final report will be delivered soon. The research project, funded by the California Department of Food and Agriculture, reports that California is in the midst of one of the hottest, driest three-year periods on record, and it also shows extensive losses in the food processing sector, with estimates reaching nearly $6 billion in 2021 and 2022, and more than 12,000 lost jobs. The California Farm Bureau and other ag groups are providing input to members of Congress on a new farm bill legislation that may significantly affect farms, food, consumers, and the environment. Congress is in the process of updating a 2018 farm bill. Farm Bureau representatives have submitted more than 60 recommendations, including for commodity price increases, greater transparency for milk checks, and funding for conservation programs and rural development. Monarch Tractor, maker of the industry's smartest fully electronic autonomous tractor, and its Farm Electrification Consortium partners have received a $3 million grant from the California Energy Commission to accelerate electrification of agricultural equipment and demonstrate the ability of batteries in on-farm equipment to keep critical electrical loads running during power outages that are initiated with greater frequency due to wildfires. The consortium is comprised of Monarch Tractor, Grid Tractor, Rhombus Energy Solutions, Current Ways, and Polaris Energy Services. With grid shutdowns, hardworking farmers lose significant time, resources, and money in a business where America's growers already struggle to see the profits of their hard labor, according to Praveen Pemesta, CEO and co-founder of Monarch Tractor. He says a tractor's ability to provide exportable power and act as a mobile generator will help to keep the lights on for California farms, even when the grid is down. In addition to emergency scenarios, the consortium will develop and demonstrate technology to enable farmers to employ tractors to respond respond to conditions on the power grid by charging and discharging batteries to supply irrigation pumps and other on-farm loads in response to dynamic prices and demand response events. The consortium will develop hardware, software, and communications technologies to link tractors and charging equipment to fleet operations centers and grid management systems. Farm equipment electrification can not only provide dramatic savings for growers,
growers, but enable them to take control of their energy, according to David Myers, CEO of Grid Tractor. For the grid, agriculture is one sector in California with the electrical infrastructure already in place to support rapid EV adoption. With the backing of the CEC, this project will support building, deploying, and testing the technologies required to take advantage of this opportunity. For more information on Monarch Tractor, visit monarchtractor.com. A pair of recently announced educational sessions will explore the growing importance of biologicals as a tool of organic crop production and offer a look at the growth of organic fresh produce sales at grocery stores across the nation this year as the final parts of the educational program at the Organic Grower Summit presented by Western Growers. The first session is called Less Chemistry and More Biology and will explore the various tools that organic growing operations have at their disposal in the production of specialty crops, how growers choose new biological products, and their impact on the cost of doing business and the environment. The session is being moderated by Dennis Donahue, Director of the Center for Innovation and Technology at Western Growers. The second session announced is called Data Dive into Organic Sales, and it will feature an in-depth look at organic fresh produce sales at retail in 2022 and offer insight into how inflation and a possible recession will impact sales. The session will feature an analysis by Tom Barnes, CEO of Category Partners. The Organic Grower Summer 2022 will be held November 30th through December 1st at the Hyatt Regency Monterey Hotel and Spa in Monterey, California. The fifth annual Organic Grower Summit is designed to provide information vital to organic growers and producers, including an overview of the opportunities and challenges in the production of organic fresh food. And as part of this year's event, OGS will honor longtime organic grower Jeff Huckabee as a recipient of the fifth annual Grower of the Year Award. The Grower of the Year Award, sponsored by AGCO, will be presented to Huckabee, president and CEO of Grimway Farms, based on his ongoing commitment and dedication to excellence in organic production, organic industry leadership, and innovation. Other educational sessions that are slated for OGS 2022 include the future of ag tech, expanding on-farm profitability, regenerative organic marketing and certification, what lies ahead, the growth opportunities and future of CEA production, get ahead with a curve and avoid regulatory speed bumps, and exploring organic research, a discussion of organic grower challenges and solutions. Church Brothers is expanding its team to support their growing value-added product lines for food service and retail. Kyle Narcisco has joined Church Brothers as product manager. He has seven years' experience in the fresh produce industry, having worked for companies such as Man Packing in product management and sales roles. Narcisco's role at Church Brothers will be to support the value-added business by interacting with the production scheduling teams, overseeing inventories, and maintaining communication with the sales team. Between their food service and retail product lines. Church Brothers produces more than 400 value-added SKUs with an increasing amount of product coming from their northern Mexico processing facility. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. Leaf roll is one of the most economically important viral diseases of grapevines worldwide. Grapevine leaf roll associated virus 1 and grapevine leaf roll associated virus 3 are prevalent in many vineyards across the country in which low-density grape mealybug populations reside. Mark Fuchs, a plant pathologist at Cornell University, knows all about the disease and its vector. 
there are six viruses actually that can cause the disease. And one of the six is prevalent wherever grapes are grown. And this virus is called grapevine leaf fall associated virus three. Um, and that's the major virus of leaf fall that is of concern to the industry. This virus is transmitted by mealybugs and mealybugs are very tiny insects that reside in vineyards. And during the feeding process of these insects on vine tissue, if they feed on an infected vine, they will be able to acquire the virus just through the feeding process. And then they will crawl along the trellis system or along the canopy and start the feeding process on an adjacent vine that might be healthy and start the inoculation of these vines that uh, as a result of this feeding will become infected with the virus. And this is how the virus is spread um, by these mealybug insects in a vineyard situation. But very often, the starting point of an infection in a vineyard can be traced back to the planting stocks. Meaning if growers are not careful as to how they select their planting stocks, they may establish a vineyard with material that comes with these lethal viruses. So that is something I want to make the industry well aware of being very diligent as to how the planting stocks are selected and think beyond just Capron clone 214 on uh, Polson 1103, for instance, and go beyond and ask for clean clone 214 on clean Polson 1103. Controlling the mealybug can be done, but it doesn't offer full prevention of the disease and can be expensive. Additionally, Fuchs said, once leaf roll infects a vineyard, there is no cure. The best option is to prevent more leaf roll from occurring and mitigating existing damaged vines as best as possible. To do this, Fuchs and a team of Cornell researchers looked into a strategy known as spatial roguing and found success when it came to reducing leaf roll disease incidence and curtailing its spread. Once a vine is infected with leaf roll viruses, there is no cure in a vineyard. In other words, the infected vine will remain infected until it is removed or it dies or whatever, but it will remain infected. So there is no cure. There is no chemical that will uh, be helpful in combating these lethal viruses in a vineyard situation. So very often we recommend if spread by mealybugs is occurring, if the spread by mealybugs is affecting drastically the quality and the yield of the crop to rogue. Rogue means identifying disease vines, removing the disease vines and replacing them with clean, healthy vines. Roguing is recommended traditionally when disease incidence is less than 25% in the vineyard setting. Meaning if uh, less than 20% of the vines are infected uh, with leaf roll, it is economical for the vineyard manager to remove these vines. And conventionally, we recommend removing disease vines, meaning vines that will express typical leaf roll disease symptoms. Well, 
a few years ago, I teamed up with um, ag economists here at Cornell University who took into account our knowledge as to how leaf roll viruses spread in a vineyard. In a vineyard, they primarily spread through mealybugs along rows, just because they crawl along the trellis system and along the canopy. So there is a gradient very often of spread that occurs from a hotspot of infected vines along the rows. That's the first uh, piece of knowledge that the economists took into account to try to model how spread might evolve over time, integrating to the spread models some economic background and some economic analysis as to how much money a vineyard manager or a grower might lose if they were to take option A to respond to leaf roll in their vineyard or option B or option C. The other piece of knowledge that they took into account is we know that after a healthy looking vine, a vine that does not show any leaf roll disease symptoms is visited by a mealybug that carries a virus, that vine will express disease symptoms one year later. So traditionally, if a grower were to remove exclusively diseased vines, some neighboring vines might already be infected by the time the diseased vines are removed, but the grower doesn't know they are infected because they don't express any disease symptoms. So teaming up with our economists, we modeled how spread might occur and what is the best approach for growers to efficiently remove the virus inoculum in their disease vineyards. And this is where the concept of spatial roguing comes into play. And the ag economists predicted that not only if a grower were to remove a disease vine, but if he were to remove the two adjacent vines within a row on each side, so instead of removing one vine, they would remove five at a time. This would be the best approach to reduce the negative impact on leaf roll on yield and fruit quality. Obviously, this is a really novel concept because it's a drastic approach, right? You remove what looks apparently healthy and that's not an easy message to convey to the industry, but basically it fits along the line of a concept like, you know, you invest a little bit more upfront to make more money down the road. In comparing spatial roguing to existing methods that could fall under an integrated pest management program for leaf roll, Fuchs said that while the method might be extreme, it works better for control of the disease than most strategies. Our research and this Cabernet Franc in, uh, vineyard in New York clearly indicated that the use of insecticides to control the mealybug population had very limited, if any, effect at all on reducing the spread and the incidence of leaf roll viruses. And this might be explained by the fact that overall speaking, we have in New York the fortitude to have very low populations of mealybugs in vineyards. And this situation contrasts 
what the growers unfortunately deal with on a daily basis in California, where not only mealybug populations are much higher, but their their generations are 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 there are more generations uh, on during the growing season, and plus there are at least eight, if not more, different species that can vector lethal viruses. Again, this is way different than in New York, where we deal with a single mealybug species, and we are fortunate not to deal with the vine mealybug, which is the one that is of major concern to the industry in California. Um, so again, this is a limitation of the research we have done in New York. We do not know whether our spatial roguing will be effective in California. And you know, one of my dreams is to partner with California growers and eventually you know, uh, do some testing and research in California vineyards to see the value of spatial roguing in combination, obviously, with uh, insecticide applications in California to see whether uh, this uh, approach um, can have any merit under uh, California conditions. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Charlstrom. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycoterra, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water-holding capacity. Adding Phycoterra to your crop increases water retention up to 10% and optimizes crop nutrient availability. Plus, it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility, making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy. Visit phycoterra.com to learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with phycoterra. Growth Energy, the Renewable Fuels Association, the American Coalition for Ethanol, and the National Farmers Union have filed a motion to intervene to support the Environmental Protection Agency in the D.C. District Court of Appeals. The groups filed the motion to support the agency's decision to deny 69 petitions from refineries seeking small refinery exemptions from the Renewable Fuel Standard Program for one or more compliance years between 2016 and 2021. The groups say the decision helped to strengthen U.S. energy security, protect the climate, and delivered relief at the pump during record high gas prices. Now certain refiners want to reverse this process and turn back the clock to an era of gross mismanagement and abuse of the SRE provisions of the RFS program, according to the motion. The RFS is back on track and holding refiners accountable to ensure lower prices and cleaner options at the pump for American families, once again, according to the motion. The Coalition to Promote U.S. Agricultural Exports applauds the introduction of the Supporting Market Access to Reinvigorate Trade Act of 2022. The SMART Act would double funding for USA's Market Access Program and Foreign Market Development Program. Both are critical to expanding global market access for U.S.-produced agricultural exports. A recent economic study predicted that doubling funding for these programs would generate an additional $44.4 billion in American agricultural exports from 2024 to 2029. Reinvestment in export promotion programs is needed now, according to Robbie Minich, coalition chair. USDA is forecasting an agricultural trade deficit in 2023 for the first time in years because the growth in American farm exports is not keeping pace with imports, signaling a more competitive global landscape, according to Minich. Geopolitical conflict is making the future of trade more uncertain, so the coalition says the additional investment is an essential piece of policy to reinforce America's competitive standing overseas. 
Despite a resumption of an agreement between Russia and Ukraine on grain shipments, there is still uncertainty regarding Ukraine wheat and corn exports. USA Ag News reporter Rod Bain. On Thursday, a resumption of grain shipments from Ukrainian Black Sea ports after Russia rejoined an international agreement allowing safe passage of Ukraine cargo ships. That came after days of uncertainty after Russia temporarily withdrew from the agreement. USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyer illustrated the volatility of recent months regarding grain shipments from the Black Sea region at a Farm Foundation forum on ag trade this week. You have FOB prices for Russia and Ukraine being lower because of where that grain ends up or the risk of being able to access it. You see improvements when a grain deal occurs. The current agreement between Russia and Ukraine, brokered by Turkey, is set to expire November 19th with no clear indication from Russia if it will extend this deal. Currently, three Ukrainian ports are allowed shipments to depart, plus overland transport routes of grain. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Not all small refineries are able to pass costs on to comply with the renewable fuel standard to consumers at the pump. According to the Government Accountability Office in a new report released recently calling into question the Environmental Protection Agency's method for determining whether refineries qualify for exemptions. The GAO said EPA has not evaluated whether the pass-through idea is true and recommended the agency conduct further study. The idea that small refineries recover costs to buy renewable identification numbers or RINs to comply with the RFS has been a hallmark of the biofuel industry group's contention that refiners don't experience disproportionate economic hardship from RFS compliance. The RFS statute says refiners that produce 75,000 barrels a day or less qualify for exemptions if they can prove that economic compliance is a hardship. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be Hero, Superior Bees, Superior Pollination. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. It's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 